chance to exercise the demons of five years ago big shoots yeah oh you believe that <laughs> oh man oh god i mean everybody man they were they were shoveling dirt on your team after game four they absolutely sure were. were they absolutely were on twitter and uh and here's what i will say i think that if you were to rank the do the power rankings of the games the lisa played the best in this series game four would be the second best they've played oh, they yeah. just had a couple yeah. of weird bounces Game six, I think, was their best game, which is very, uh, very encouraging. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, <laughs> oh man, God, everything about it. Of all the, of all the, if I could have picked one series to go seven games, I mean, like I'm taking my Avalanche off the table, obviously, for this one. But if I could have picked one series to go seven games, this would have easily been the series. Well, here's here's what I would suggest to you, that if there was some sort of website that offered, hey, which of the series is likely to last the longest before these playoffs started? And I bet you there is a website that offered that. Uh, there's no way Boston, Toronto would have, would not have been the, the series with the lowest odds, the lowest payout. Yeah, at least minus 150, I think. Like, like, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah, dead nuts on. It's just, man, what a great series it's been. Oh, God, I love it. What, a, what, a, what an absolute roller coaster ride of emotion i just can the leafs fans can, like can can leafs nation handle a deep playoff run craig without, i don't know without just blowing like it just imploding in on itself i think that if they come back from down 3-1 on boston that's a big gap they still got to win a game seven in boston but yeah. if they come back from down 3-1 on boston after what happened in 2013 i Think and I hesitate to say this, but I think for most Leaf fans, the Tampa Bay series would be gravy. Like, yeah. okay, whatever happens here happens. Well, Tampa's just said. I tweeted this earlier that like Tampa's sitting there, like they were doing the Jerry Seinfeld thing where they've got their feet up on the table with a cigar going, watching this going seven is going. <laughs> right? I I just when when we did the pod two weeks ago, I like I claimed that I thought Boston Toronto was going seven, and it and it ended up going seven. And I said, whichever team that comes out of that series probably isn't going to beat Tampa in round two because I think they're going to be way too beat up and Tampa's going to be just fresh as a daisy for that uh, second round series. And so far, that prediction is holding up quite nicely, I would say. Yeah, um, I, I we'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I Part of me says that Boston and Toronto might be better than Tampa just based on the way things went in the last second half of the year with them, but we'll see. Yeah, but I mean, like this game seven is gonna hurt them. Like, I'm like I'm not saying Tampa's gonna sweep Boston or Toronto, but I just think that they'll be when they, when you get into game four, f- four, five, six. You know, the the toll of the seven game series might start to take might you know might start to yeah. weigh on either Boston we'll or Toronto, whoever comes out of the game tomorrow night. Uh, what's your confidence level going into tomorrow night? I'm like a six. Okay. Yeah. Like I feel the Leafs have been playing better as the series has gone on. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'll say a six, and you know what? They they have their lines figured out uh, for the first time in a little while. They've got a situation where um, they, they, I think they're playing their twelve best forwards on in the, that the franchise has, which 
typically isn't such thing that people, people should be bragging about, but we've done a lot of Leo Komarov and Matt Martin for no reason this season. Uh, they're playing their 12 best forwards right now. Uh, this is a very, very good thing. They've got four centers who I think are playing pretty well. I love what they've done with Placanic, and you're essentially making Bozak your fourth-line center as far as minutes go, and Placanic is getting your tough minutes against Bergeron. You're putting in with Marlowe and Marner. I love what Babcock has done there, and Placanic has responded pretty well because of that. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good about the team, but, you know, it's 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 the one thing. It's the Game 7 thing. Does Rass steal Game 7? Does Anderson steal Game 7? Does, you know, the Bruins' top line go off? What I will say is I think that the Leafs have been pretty good at winning the time that that top line is not on the ice during the series. Even when that top line is off the ice and Chara and McAvoy are on the ice, I think the Leafs have done quite well. Um, so we'll see. If... And God forbid that this happens, if the Leafs have some sort of, let's say, incident in Game 7. Um, do we do, like, a seance or something for the for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Just, like, like do, do, do we just, like, you know, perform some sort of voodoo spell on the Toronto Maple Leafs just to, just to try to get something, you know, whatever whatever juju they happen to have? is Like, I hope it doesn't go down like that, but we, we must prepare for... Every scenario, Craig, is, is what I'm saying. Hmm. I don't know. Let's just... I don't even want to think about it. Because it's... Um, uh, yeah. What I will say is this. Unless the Leafs are up significantly and collapse in the third period, I don't think that there's something that's going to be need for dance no matter how tomorrow night turns out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. Knock on wood, it doesn't go down like that. Um... My, my thing is, did you hear what they're doing for Jurassic Park slash Maple Leaf Square on uh, Wednesday night? I did not. Uh, well, apparently, because the Raptors are the home team, they will be. it will be Raptor-centric in that uh, little square there. So okay. they've got two TVs, and the main TV will be on the Raptors game, they've said that. And there will be, okay, some, there, there will be some side TVs hosting the, uh, the Leafs game. I think it'll still be a pretty good place to watch both yep. games. I agree. Be a very good place to watch both games if you have access to both. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jeff, yeah. I mean, I just if the Leafs, I just I'm really worried about Leafs Nation. If you have a deep playoff run, because you ran the full gamut in this in the, in just this this first I round s- series. I of- stand I stand by what I said though. I think that. If they come back from three one down against Boston mm-hmm. after what happened in twenty thirteen, if they if they yeah. complete this comeback, which again I'm not taking for granted at all, um, but if that happens, I really believe everyone's going to be like, oh, okay, you know, this young group gets the second round for the first time. Okay, cool. Whatever happens, happens from here on in. We're playing. We're we're playing with house money. I really believe that's how people are going to feel. I I know that you'll be all right with that. But, I mean, man, I, I can just see it now. I can see the Leafs. I can see Leafs Nation flying high and doing the, like, we're going all the way, baby, after winning a game seven on the road. And then you can get down 2 nothing in Tampa, like, lose the first two on the road again, and then all of a sudden it'll be, like, scorched earth policy again. Like it was, like, the Bruins won the first two in this series, and it was like, you know, you can't win a, you can't win a uh, like, a you know, the a certain uh, person whose, you know, initials are hilariously SS. Uh, you know, pen the article of the, you know, well, you can't win with, you know, Nylander, Marner, and Matthews. He, like, he penned that nonsense. And people wanted Babcock fired. It was Babcock's a bad coach, and he hasn't got to the second round. And all those stats about, you know, here's how he's done since Nick Lidstrom yeah. retired. And it was just like, man, they, <laughs> I just, 
if you guys make it to the third round against Pittsburgh, it's just I, I like people might be dead for all like like just from sheer exhaustion. I I well maybe I just I. I like, look, I, I think it would be a lot like last year's series against Washington. I truly believe that. I hope you're right. I really do. I just... Maybe <laughs> you know? a series where I didn't even expect the Leafs to make the playoffs this year. This is cool. Whatever. We'll take some playoff hockey moving along. Yeah. And this will be... I didn't expect them to come back from 3-1 down against Boston for playing terribly for the first two games. Yeah, we'll see what happens here. Yeah. I really think that's the way it would go. I hope you're right. I really do. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to point out before we move on from this particular topic. Yeah. In the uh, NHL this season... There were five teams that had more points than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, there were five teams that had more points than the Toronto Maple Leafs. And here we are around one of the playoffs, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are playing Game 7 on the road. Yeah, yeah. Dumb. That seems pretty silly to me. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's incredibly stupid. But, again, the system, I've said, and we said this on the last podcast, we need to put it in a box and fire it into the sun. But that said, Penguins Leafs first, or, sorry, Bruins Leafs first round. We're getting cat. We got we got Penguins Flyers first round. That was a crazy high flying series with a shitload of goals. And you know we're looking at round two. You know Capitals Penguins. Here we are yet again. We'll get into that. And then the Nashville the Nashville Winnipeg series that everybody wanted. And they're going to get Tampa versus one of Boston or Toronto. And it's I mean some of these yes I agree with you they should be the conference finals matchup. But you know you're not guaranteed to make it to the conference finals. So getting these matchups at all is i mean i mean if i'm the nhl i'm I'm coming out and going hey everybody's slagging on our system but look look at these matchups look at how glorious they are right like it's just yeah yeah now again it it wouldn't have changed all that much except for toronto would have have had home ice against pittsburgh in round one which is not like remarkably preferable but still preferable and the bruins would have got the flyers yeah that said you you just you cannot you absolutely cannot have a system where a team has over 100 points and doesn't have home ice in the first round. You, you just can't. Yeah. It just it's, unless it's unless like yeah that. yeah well you, or at the very least if you do that you can't have a situation where there is a team like um, as just an example uh, there's a team like um, San Jose or Anaheim or San let's well, use the Ducks the Ducks have home ice advantage in round one and they had uh, four less points than Toronto did. Yeah, dumb. You know, why, why is that happening? Pittsburgh has home ice advantage in round one against the Flyers. They had five less points than Toronto did. After, why does that happen? Yeah, after the Ducks got swept, we need to... The conversation has to be had about the Pacific just might not be that good. And like, I yeah. think it's quite clear the Pacific's not that good. And I think that... Uh, I don't care what happens that Duck, and we'll get into this now. What, I don't care what happens in that Sharks and, and Golden Knights series. Mm-hmm. I, I truly do not care what happens. Mm-hmm. Um... Whoever wins is going to get run over by Winnipeg or Nashville. Uh, yeah. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> I, th- I think you're right. Um, Capitals are going to get the Penguins. Here we are yet again. I believe they said this is the eighth time in the Crosby-Ovechkin era that they have met, and the Penguins are a startling 7-0. and Well, not that startling, but they, they, you figured the Capitals would have Well, here's, here's a stat that I heard the other day. The Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup five times in their franchise history. Mm-hmm. Including thrice with Sidney Crosby yeah. as the captain. And twice with the old Yager Francis Lemieux. Yeah, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. All five of those times, the Pittsburgh Penguins have played and, of course, defeated the Washington Capitals in the playoffs. Oh, so that, would that have been the old, like, would they have beaten the old, like, Adam Oates Capitals and stuff like that? Was yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. In both the 91 and 92 playoffs, they, they beat Washington. All right. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. So, every single, so if you look at all three of Sidney Crosby's Stanley Cup wins, 
they have come with a victory over the Alexander Ovechkin Capitals somewhere along the way in the playoffs. This year, I don't want to be the guy who predicts that the Capitals are going to win it because I'm not going to when when we finish this little conversation. Um, Capital, I mean, who who knew? Maybe like who knew? Maybe all it took was for them to go down two nothing and then have Alexander Ovechkin just say something bold, like just get out there and make the Rasheed Wallace, Mark Messier prediction, and just you know just be like, all right. Here's my sack. I'm putting it on the table, and I'm saying we're going to come back to – we're going to go into Columbus, and we're going to get two road wins, and we're coming back to Washington 4-2. to And we're coming back to Washington tied. And then, by God, they went out and did it. Now, Game 3 featured probably the worst overtime goal that has ever been scored in the history of the National Hockey League, but it still counts. And then they railed off three straight and inexplicably eliminated the that, – that was probably the most surprising outcome of the first – Oh, Columbus was playing really well heading into the playoffs. Absolutely. I was all about Columbus in that series. Yeah. I had, um, I, I had the Capitals in seven, I think I said, when they went yeah, down. I, I had Columbus in six, and I yeah. remember feeling really smart when Columbus got the first two on the road. Yeah, when Columbus won the first two on the road, I remember going, well, fuck that up. <laughs> yeah, I remember feeling real smart when that happened, and then here we are. Um, Pittsburgh's going to win this series. Yeah, in six? I got six. What do you, what do you think? I think six is reasonable. Yeah. I, I, if, if, if I'm going to not say six, I'm saying five. Yeah, I was going to say, would you get bold with a five is the thing. I mean, yeah. now... I just don't think that this year's... And hey, look, famous last words. I don't think this year's addition to the Caps is nearly as strong as some versions of this team we've seen over the years. Certainly over the last three years, this is the best... Uh, this is uh, not the best Caps team. This is by far the third best Caps team over the last three years because they've lost some guys because of salary cap concerns and the like. But for me, this is just... There, there's a pretty significant mismatch here. If you look at the center ice depth of the two teams, like this is assuming Malkin's healthy and it looks like he's going to be. Crosby, Malkin, Derek Broussard, Riley Sheehan. Like that's, I don't care who you are. That's that's really tough to match up with. And I just don't see Washington being able to play with that. There's someone that's going to be able to take significant advantage of, of somebody on the ice for Washington. Shout out to uh, Sean Couturier for, for, what was it, the five-point performance in that uh, Yeah. <laughs> Sean, hey, a little help here, Couturier. <laughs> oh, God. Um, can the Penguins keep outscoring their problems, Craig? Against Washington, I think they can. Yeah, I agree. Because Washington doesn't exactly have the horses to kind of stop what... Uh... I mean, there were a couple of goals that Crosby scored in that Flyers series where it was just like, are you kidding me? And, and I don't mean in terms Which of like... Which were not NHL caliber goals. Yeah, I know. Like, they were just like... It, it was it was just like... Like, there was one... I think it was a game... Why is he open? Why? Yeah. yeah. There was the one in game two where I think there were two flyers behind the net. And they were both like, all right, let's go this way with the puck. And then Sidney Crosby was just like, no. And then he took it from both of them and wrapped it around and, like, tucked it in before the goalie even had a chance to... Like, before he even knew what the hell was going on, and it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, come on, this is a playoff team, the Flyers? Like, oh, God, they look yeah in, in a couple, on a few of those yeah, goals. Yeah, they, they look terrible in that series. Again, they're, like I said, not NHL-caliber goals. So, um, I don't think Washington's going to be that bad, but it's not great. It's not great. The Las Vegas Golden Knights, Craig, scored, I think it was seven goals total. And swept, not many. swept the Los Angeles Kings. I'm I'm not sure, but I assume uh, Jonathan Quick's nine six four save percentage was the best save percentage a goalie has ever had when his team got swept. 
<laughs> I think that's a pretty reasonable bet. Yeah. I haven't looked into it, but I think that I'd be very surprised if yeah. that wasn't yeah, the case. Me either. That's that, that a pretty safe assumption, I would say. And uh, so probably the like one of the closest sweeps we've probably ever seen, certainly of recent memory. Um, compare that with the absolute. There's a sweep in 2003 when the Ducks went on that strange run to the Stanley Cup final. Babcock yeah. was coaching the Ducks. Right. And I think all the games in that series were close. Mm. But, yeah, uh, this one would be just as close as any, that's for sure. It, remi- it, it reminded me of, there was the one, I mean, it wasn't quite this, but it was. It reminded me of the old, uh, God, what was the year Marner and Tavares were, was it, or no, sorry, it wasn't Marner, it was Tavares and, uh, whatever year. Kadri? To, to, yeah, to Kadri, thank you. Tavares and Kadri were on the, uh, the Knights. And the Knights lost to, I think it was... Windsor. Windsor, thank you. And they lost in five, and all five were overtime games. And it was yep. like, well, that series could And the Knights had way. horrid goaltending in that series yes. and still managed to get all five games overtime. True, yeah. Nope. Now, contrast that with the complete bludgeoning on the other side of this bracket where the San Jose Sharks just took the Ducks' lunch the entire series. Um, I don't know who whether I'm more impressed with San Jose. Mm-hmm. Or de disgusted by the Ducks from that series. I I I, I would say I, I would say I would say thirty percent sharks impressive, seventy percent disgusted with the Ducks for me personally. I'm not sure where you would fall in, in that ratio, but I think the Ducks. I think I, it might be more of a 50-50 for me. Fifty, you think? Yeah, I think. I, well, I'm I'm I th- I'm more. The look, Sharks I just think should the be pretty like you know I, I I like the Sharks team. I do like I I thought I. I I had them winning the Pacific going into the playoffs, and uh, I, I, I stand by that to this day. Um, they look they look good. I didn't expect them to look quite that good, but no, they uh, they've, they've got some stuff going on over there, and there's some uh, there's some depth there. I, I, I like what they're uh, they're able to do. So, and, and the Evander Kane edition is, is going as well as anyone could have possibly foreseen as well. Absolutely. Pittsburgh, or, uh, San Jose and. Uh, is uh, Mark Andre Fleury the early uh, um, favorite right now? Well, Pittsburgh's captain was pretty good in round one. True, I think that, I think that's one too. Yeah. Which is a storyline that that escaped me this entire time. If we were to get a Vegas Penguins, uh, that would be something. Eh? Finals, yeah, the Mark Andre Fleury revenge series. <laughs> like he just DDTs Matt Murray in the middle of the ice before like, before the that series. That would be starts. something. Oh, great stuff. Uh, I think I think I think Mark Andre Fleury is is my early one only because Crosby had an extra extra two games with which to do a bunch of crap, but. The LA Kings are a good team, and he shut them out twice. And obviously, round two is a silly time to start making cons. My yeah. predictions. But we're a quarter of the way there. Yep, yeah, we're a quarter of the way there. Uh, I got Night Sharks. Du- I've got, got Sharks in uh, Sharks in six for the series. By the way, I agree with you. I, I also have Sharks in six. I think they might. Man, Vegas is still punching above their weight class right now, and, and the PDO is still completely out of whack with them. Maybe they can keep it yeah. going, but I, I just don't think so. And the series that uh, everybody wanted when this playoff started, the Nashville Predators are heading to Winnipeg to take on the Jets. Actually, the Jets are heading to Nashville for the first one. Um, uh, I, 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 when I went into when my Avalanche team went into a, a series with the 
Predators. I gotta say, I didn't have any ill will towards them going into the series, because, you know, why would I? Colorado and Nashville have virtually no history whatsoever, never played in the playoff series before. But, uh, you know, you get into a playoff series with someone, you find a couple of things you want to hate about the other team, and... Uh, yeah, P.K. Subban didn't help uh, at all doing the little uh, forearm shiver WWE punch to the back of Nathan McKinnon. Should have been a suspension, by the way. One game. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm, like, I, like I told you, I'm kind of I'm in the same the same boat as Jared Bednar on that one where I'm, I look I, at it and I'm like, uh, I know. I, I, that's what, something that happens. I think what Bednar said was, I think that's brilliant. I think that's the perfect way you handle that when you're a coach, especially when you're the coach of the underdog team who you know you're not going to get the referees to all of a sudden start giving you a bunch of calls because you're the eight seed going up against the one seed. So I think that was perfectly handled. But... At a certain point, like, protect your players, NHL. Like, like you have Nathan McKinnon, who's a Hart Trophy candidate, getting a blindside punch to the back of the head in a game where they're up 5-2 to two with one minute left. I'm sorry. You, you, you've got to send a message and say, we're not tolerating this type of shit, right? Like, like this is one of our guys who, who people pay to see. And we, we can't have... Now, thankfully, McKinnon was okay, but, like, if he wasn't okay... It would have been the classic, like, if McKinnon had been given a concussion on that, and had to miss games, you know, four and five, I Subban would have been suspended in that case. And the NHL just can't have, like, they just, they can't get out of their own way with some of these stuff. I just thought it was, I just thought it was, uh, it, it was worthy of a one-game suspension. Because it was, it wasn't like it was, like, I'm just going to throw out a name here. It wasn't like it was somebody useless, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Tommy Wingles, right? It was, uh, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was Nathan McKinnon, right? Heart tro- probably yeah. the Hart Trophy winner of, of the two, 2018. So uh, it shows you that this this sort of thing is pretty random as far as now. What I will say is that Kadri has a checkered pass there. Absolutely. And Subban did not. Yeah, that's why one game. I, I think what like I said, one game. It shouldn't yeah. have been anything. He should have not been playing in game four. Is is all I had to say. And I want to say kudos to my Avalanche for putting in a much better performance than I thought they would. I predicted sweep. Uh, the game three win was legit. The game five win was not so legit. It was ham. It was hamburgled. Yeah, it was very much hamburgled. And then uh, uh, Hammond immediately turned back into a pumpkin. Also, I thought that the Predators were sandbagging a little bit that entire series. And then when game five was hamburgled, they were just like, "All right, let's try for realsies now." And then uh, Hammond, they blew the doors off in game yeah, six. And Hammond, yeah, and Hammond let in a couple of really softies, right? Like, like, the, like. It was 2 nothing after the first, and you're like, okay, we can recover from this. And then soft goal that should have been saved, and then two minutes later, another soft goal that should have been saved. It's like, well, that's, see you next year, folks. That's the end of that. But uh, yeah. Jets if I had seven. offered you six, If I had offered you six-game loss to Nashville in the yeah. playoffs at the start of the season, no round one, you're taking that in two seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Not even, well, no. uh, yeah. Uh, unless door two is we suck so bad we get Rasmus Dali, and you're absolutely right. I, I would yeah. have been like, door yeah. two, please. Door two. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Jets in seven for me. I keep going back and forth. I'm saying someone in seven. I just don't know who I'm going to say. Yeah, flip a coin with flip a coin in this series for me. Like, well, here's what I will say: is a stat that I really like is uh, goal differential per sixty. Uh, that stat would tell you the five best teams in the league this year were Tampa Bay, Nashville, Boston, Winnipeg, and Toronto. I feel pretty good about that stat reflecting the five best teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg and Nashville were two and four. Boston was in between them. Nashville was just ahead. Um, 
Jeez, they both have goaltenders that that can be pretty good. Well, my are extremely good. This and the depth on both teams. Jeez. Um, yeah, just absolutely flip a coin in this series. Yeah, I'm going to say Predators in seven because they're playing at home. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to say the. Jets. But anyone, anyone who says either team in seven, like I am not going to sit here and start hard, like hard arguing with them because both these teams are really good. Um, National might be a little healthier, is the one thing I'll say. True. National might be a little bit healthier. But uh, that sometimes has a way of evening out. And uh, I hope someone punches Philip Forsberg. uh, What did he do? I just don't. I just see smiling way too much after scoring all these highlight reel goals on my team. I'm just like, ah, somebody somebody give him one. You know what I'd like is somebody to come up from behind on him and punch him in the back of the head. That's what I'd like. Oh, first thing tomorrow, I'm punching Lenny in the back of the head. Oh, God. Uh, unfortunately, the guy who does that actually plays for National. Oh, shots fired. Take that, PK Subban. Uh, I'm just kidding. I love you. Other than that one thing you did. Uh, NBA. If the Leafs don't win the Stanley Cup, I'm hoping that Nashville still does. Fair just enough. Well, I, I think I want... The, tro- the trolling opportunities. Just, it's too much. It's too well, much yeah, for me to even handle. True, yeah, especially against the Habs. Uh, Jets or yeah, them. the winner of the Jet- Nashville Jets series for me, I want to win. Yes. The, uh, I win the Cup. I would, if it's not the Leafs, I would agree that yeah, that's how I would of, feel. In yeah. lieu of the Leafs for, for you, I, I understand that. Uh, NBA, we don't get a chance, uh, uh, like, for whatever reason, the NBA doesn't line up enough that we get a chance to talk about it, but we are massive NBA fans, and uh, unfortunately, we can't be like the Ringer, where we have 37 different podcasts dedicated to the NBA, but uh, we do try our best. Here we are. Let's start with your Raptors, who... In game four, I think reverted back a little bit to that Toronto style that people were worried about, where they got a little scared, and then there was a little bit of hero ball. Well, yeah, and that's exactly it. Is the offense and the system just totally broke down? And both in both in games three and four, there were a couple of little runs there. I'm like, oh, okay, the Raptors figured out they're going to be fine. This is this is okay. And such things did not obviously wind up turning out to be the case. Uh, game three obviously went totally off the rails in the third quarter. Um, game four is the fourth quarter. Nonetheless, uh, it's 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 frustrating. You would hope that there could be a quick series somewhere online here. The saving grace is that the Cavaliers are not playing a quick series. Um, but yeah, frustrating for sure. I don't think the Cleveland Cavaliers have the capacity, and we can slide right into that series if you want. Like, the, like the, I don't think the Cleveland Cavaliers have the capacity to play a like to, to play a quick series because they're they're like Kevin Love not good tra- enough defensively yeah they're not good enough defensively Kevin Love has been trash in the playoffs and LeBron God bless him because he's I have him as the number two greatest player of all time and in my opinion behind Michael Jordan I think it's time to have that con- I think it's time to just admit that Oh yeah, I don't even like, think that's a conversation. Yeah, anymore. I just think that is just the established hierarchy. Exactly, but you know how there's some, you know, there's certain older generation that are like, well, what about this guy? What about that guy? And it's like, no, no, fucking stop! It's LeBron, yeah. Jordan, one, two. I don't want to hear anything else. And if you want to say LeBron's the greatest of all time, I have no beef with that. I'm personally in the Jordan category, but LeBron is number two. He is so fucking mm-hmm. good, but he is playing way too many goddamn minutes right now, even for him. Like we're we're seeing a little bit of attrition in year 19 or whatever the hell it is for LeBron and it's only because he is carrying this team to these victories and it's 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 so bad like he is yeah. he's leaving Cleveland man like it's it's he's gonna be a Laker next year and I'm gonna throw up in my goddamn mouth unless Philadelphia no, man. can get there that's what I was gonna say if, yeah. if LeBron's 
plan is I want to maximize the number of title rings yeah. that I win, he should be going to the Sixers. And going to the East. If that's, if that's what he's all about, that team he should be joining. Yeah. Boston wouldn't be too but. bad, but he'd never go to Boston. Um, yeah. So, like, Toronto's going to win in six, and then Cleveland, I think, is going to win in six, too. So that sets that up. Um, Philadelphia, probably going to close out the Heat. Uh, are they playing tonight or tomorrow? They're playing this evening, yeah. They're playing no, this, evening. this evening. So that series, I think, will be over tonight. I'm going to go ahead and say that. The Sixers, uh, they look damn good. It's weird to see Miami uh, giving them fits, though, with this, like, Dwayne Wade trying to turn back the clock thing that they've got going. And Hassan Whiteside isn't doing too much. But, uh, man, so weird. Philly, yeah, Philly is going to crush my Boston Celtics who I mean eventually not having three of like not having your two best players and missing three starters in total has to catch up with you right smart is playing tonight yeah that's true I got that I got that uh but like I assume in limited minutes and probably with some sort of thing over his thumb plus Mark in the past has been rather unpredictable and he's been one of those like trick-or-treat guys where he's a yes yes or sorry he's a no 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 yes guy where he'll launch a stupid shot and you'll be like, no, 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 no. And then it goes in, and you're like, yes, right? Like, uh, but I think I think the Celtics will still win this series, probably in seven. This series reeks of the home team winning every game to me. Yeah. And Giannis is goddamn excellent. <laughs> Here's here, Yes, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Here's my theory on this series is I'm not sure it matters. Um, oh, no. I think that I think that based on the Celtics injury situation yeah, and the Bucks absolutely. situation of horrible coaching, the Sixers will take care of the winner of the series with relative ease. I agree. I, I think that so, like they want I they would want Milwaukee over Boston though because Boston will. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. Because you don't want like yeah. if you, you just you don't want to deal with the defense. You don't want to deal with exactly. Brad Stevens. Yeah, you, you'd much rather play the Bucks. Ice, or home, home ice, home, home court. court. Sorry, <laughs> you wouldn't have home court. Um, yeah, so there's that. You'd rather have the Bucks. I, I still think Celtics in seven. Like I said, like the way this series has gone, just reeks of the road team never winning a game. Um, that said, uh, how many teams in the league, if you take the two best players off the roster, are sitting two two in the first round and not a lottery team? Uh, yeah, interesting question. Right? Like, well, like just the because are a Pop team, works right? miracles, like, yeah. who knows where they, like, they're yeah, down 3 1 against I'll, Golden State. Yep, um, I'll give you because of Pop. Yeah. Golden State, maybe, because they've got tons of. Yeah, Curry, they, yeah, yeah, Curry's not playing. If, uh, if all the, well, if Curry and if Thompson and. Team, they're still a playoff team, I think. Yeah, I think that's reasonable to say. Yeah, like it would be like probably in the bottom half of the West, but I think they're yeah. still there. But like that's probably the list, right? Because like the Raptors, yeah, I'm just thinking like, like, the like Raptors, that Lowry and DeRozan, they're in real trouble. Yeah, if they're a lottery team, yeah. So either way, yeah. it's it's really encouraging going forward, I think. And we've got Sacramento's pick next year, and that might be the first overall pick for all I know. Uh, I think that would be number one protected, but true, yeah. Um, Golden State's going to beat San Antonio. Yes. The I'm surprised it wasn't a sweep. Actually, that was uh, Golden State took their foot off the gas in that game four and got clipped. But it's ultimately not going to matter unless someone gets hurt in game five, and then they're going to go, "Well, fuck that up." Uh, Anthony Davis is a goddamn monster, and you and I, unfortunately, because we never get to talk basketball on this, we never got to come on here and talk about how. You and I felt that Portland was a fraudulent team, so now we're kind of dancing on the grave. But 
yeah yeah we were right about yeah they're that. not uh, they're not it turns out that uh, there's a lot of massive problems with that roster yeah that look and we're seeing that now yeah i like i love what utah's done round one here by the way yeah I'm, Utah is just a very well coached team, and they've got the best defend, defender in the league in Gobert, and they're just crushing yep. OKC. Helpful. And like, yeah, I don't know. I just I'm where do you stand on what, Russell Westbrook? Let's have this conversation. Uh, I think Russell Westbrook is uh, one of the best players in the league, but he gets uh, gets in his own way sometimes, causes himself some own problems with some of the things going on in his head, and that's that. Yeah, I, there's I, really not much. There's not much more than that to it. But he does, like, yeah, and he does care about these like tri- this triple double nonsense too much, right? Like he he cares about. Yeah, these, oh, yeah, these I agree with that arbitrary numbers, and it's just like I hate not to get like hockey guy on him here, where it's like you know, oh, you know, you got to do it for your team. But I mean, like, I mean, he did drive a little bit. I don't want to say it was him completely, but um, it contributed to Durant leaving. And Paul George is definitely leaving. Like, start fitting him for a Lakers jersey already, and and for whatever Kardashian he wants to date. Uh, not sure which ones are available, but he'll he'll. Well, the one with Tristan Thompson isn't really. Uh, yeah, jersey in the market. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, there you go, Paul George. Um, yeah, so Utah's gonna win, and then we got the Rockets. Um, so let's go ahead and say that. It's Rockets-Utah next round. What are you picking that series to go? Rockets in five. You th- yeah, I think so, too. God, the NBA is so, so if, tough. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm Houston, though, I'm, I'm annoyed by the fact that I'm playing Utah in round two. Oh, absolutely, because that's... I, I, like, I'm not saying Utah can't upset the Rockets, because the Rockets could always fall back into that. Oh, hey, I just think Utah's you know, more of a pain in the ass in Oklahoma City. Absolutely, absolutely. But, like, I mean... Yeah, Utah will absolutely give them fits in certain aspects of the game. I will still ultimately pick the Rockets to go five, but you never know. Maybe you, maybe Utah steals that first one on the road, and then everybody starts creeping about, you know, all that, oh, you know, James Harden in the playoffs, oh, Chris Paul in the playoffs, oh, the Rockets, you know, they always, yeah, yeah. Maybe all that stuff starts creeping back up. No, I think that happens when they lose game one against... Uh, Golden State? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Golden State. That's, what, that's when I think that happens. This Anthony Davis thing is excellent, by the way, and he is a joy to watch, and I hope he's a Celtic in two years or whenever his contract comes up, but uh, Golden State in four. <laughs> like, like that's a that's a sweep for me. What do you think? Maybe five? Maybe, yeah, maybe Davis steals one at home? No, no, I, 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 it depends on the Curry situation. Uh, yeah. I don't know when he's going to be back. Yeah. Um, but think- if... Depending on the situation with Curry. Yeah. Now Steve Kerr says it. I don't. I don't think that they're expecting him to be there anytime soon. But I think that they're in a situation where I think if they felt as though they really needed him, they yeah. might be able to get him. You know what I mean? I right now, they're like, are, oh, okay, we can win with these guys. So let's just yeah. win with these guys. I think people are saying beginning of round three right now. I think that that's the the yeah. the scuttlebutt that uh, they've been saying with. Yeah. Them. Uh, anything else you want to say about the NBA? No, I think we're good. All right, so. Final trip on our sports destination here is the NFL Draft, Craig, which is happening this Thursday. Um, kind of snuck up on me. I'll tell you, I've been so out on my draft preparation this year, specifically because the talk around the first half of this draft just became too much for me. I'm not sure what conversation was more overwrought this year. Um, the Hart Trophy 
conversation or the you know what the hell should happen at the top half or like in the top five picks of the NBA draft or NFL draft sorry but uh, both of them discussed way too much in my mind that said uh, you and I love to gamble and the good people of oddshark.com and Bodog have given us some picks as to what should happen at the top end of the NFL draft and I'm going to say that you and I should go ahead and make a few predictions here so sure. first one they got who will be the first overall pick of the draft Sam Darnold is minus 240 correct? yeah I'd be very surprised if it wasn't him uh, he, he's the right guy all this stuff that Cleveland's putting out there about what if we take Baker Mayfield what if we take I think that they are trying to create uh, trade interest in pick number four um, by saying, well, maybe there are three quarterbacks that are going to be gone by the time uh, pick number five rolls around, and just I th- or four quarterbacks rather. So I think they're trying to create trade interest for quarterbacks in pick number four. So I don't think that uh, I, I I think that it's going to be Darnold. There, all this stuff about them dithering as far as which quarterback it's going to be, I don't buy it. Who, you, who who would you draft if like which QB would you draft if you needed a quarterback in this one? My list would go one Darnold, two Mayfield, three Jackson. I, I honestly, I, I have a hard time choosing between Jackson and Rosen. Yeah, I, I would. And, and then uh, Allen would be five for me. Like I, all these these workout guys. Like you know, I I need to see a little bit more on film from Josh Allen before I'm ready to to spend the type of draft pick you're going to need to spend to get him. Josh Allen um, only plus 160 to go first overall. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, I don't think that's happening. I think it's going to be Darnold, and that's going to be that. I'll tell you what I do if I'm Cleveland. I take Saquon Barkley with the first pick, and then whatever quarterback is there, like whoever the best quarterback is left at three I, or at four, I take that one. That way the decision's made for you, and you can't go... Like, hmm. You can't go like, hey. <laughs> you know? What if you feel? What if you're pretty confident that Darnold's the best guy? That's true. If, if, if like that's, you, so it, you take him. Yeah. And then one suspects like unless that, the Giants. Not, yeah. If they do that, I'm not gonna be, you know, going oh Cleveland another bonehead move, right? The Giants um, might get nuts and go take Saquon Barkley at two. Well, that's. But if you wind up being able to say, okay, here's the because like we know a quarterback's going at three. So if you end up just like, okay, we got, you know, hypothetically our franchise quarterback in Sam Darnold, and we've got a, a really, really nice pass rusher in Chubb. If that's and then you compare him with Miles Garrett. If that's what you come out of this draft with, I think you're doing pretty well if you're the Browns. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the second over pick. Saquon Barkley plus one ninety at the as the second overall pick. I think they're gonna take Chubb. Bradley Chubb plus two seventy five for the second pick. Really? Yeah. No, I think Chubb's the guy in that spot. I do too. That's they they, they have a need there, uh, and they're they're making all this noise about okay, we're going to run it back with Eli, and we're going to ho- hopefully a healthy Odell Beckham and an improved offensive line because they've signed some people, then we're going to be a better team this year. I think that might be true. So if you want to be a better team this year, that's fine. You need some pass rushing though. Go get Chubb. So let's make that an official crossover podcast recommendation. Bradley Chubb at plus two seventy five will be the second overall pick in the NFL draft this year. Yeah, I think I think that's a pretty good bet if you can find a place to take it. It's an official recommendation. Uh, who will be the third overall pick, Craig? Josh Rosen plus one forty. Is that really who the Jets want? Do they not like my brother, noted Jets fan, uh, wanted the wants 
Lamar Jackson. They're not taking him at three. No. Why would you like? They gave up an armor light to get from six to three. Yeah. Uh, They're taking one of Mayfield or Rosen. If I were them, I'd take Mayfield. Yeah. Okay. Baker Mayfield plus one sixty, third overall pick. If I were the Jets, that's who I'd be taking. Okay. All right. Do you want to make that an official pick, Baker Mayfield at plus 160? I, I actually yes. know. You, you want to make it official? I just my, – my whole thing is I don't know what the Jets are capable of. You're, you're, you're thinking that – yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if I want to make that an official recommendation to the public to, to put money on that, but uh... – Well, it's going to be – like there's no way it's not one of those two guys. Mm-hmm. There's no way it's not one of those two guys. Okay, so you're thinking we go Josh Rosen – just so, just bet both is what you're saying. Josh Rosen plus 140 and Baker Mayfield plus 160. Yeah. How okay. how is it nice? The Jets didn't give up all that stuff to get from six to three mm-hmm. to take a pass rusher. Okay. They didn't give up all that stuff to get from six to three to take Squan Barkley. They didn't do that. Okay, so we're gonna go Josh Rosen plus 140 and Mayfield plus 160. So we're gonna we're gonna put a little on both there. Just make sure we get paid there somewhere, and then the, then the Jets go way off the board. <laughs> yeah, that would be when the Jets take Lamar. Or, you know what? Cooler. Here's the thing. You may, maybe you don't make that bet because there's gonna be the the team that gets hypnotized by Allen's workout numbers mm-hmm. and the big arm and all that stuff isn't. <laughs> Well, let's do, you I, know we what? can't rule out the Jets being that team. Yeah, that's true. But let's do it, Craig. Let's live dangerously. Rosen and Mayfield. Uh, let's do it. Fine. Who will be the fourth overall pick? Here, you can only make two uh, two bets: either Bradley Chubb at minus one ten, or any other player minus one thirty. I go with any other player because I think Chubb's off the board. Yeah, I, I let's. Yeah, I really like that, even at the minus one forty. So, so not Chubb. the Browns will not select because here's the thing: you have two outs there. You have one. Chubb is off the board. Mm-hmm. Two. The three quarterbacks go one, two, three, and the Browns take Barkley. You have two outs there as your possible outcomes. This, this one I like too. Will the top three picks all be quarterbacks? Yes is even money. No is minus one forty. I say no because I think that we've hear, we're hearing all this bluster about the Bills trading up, but I don't think the Giants do it. Okay, so do you want to make that an official one? No, no yeah. minus one forty. Yeah. So top. And the Giants picks. aren't. T- I don't think the Giants are taking a quarterback second. I think that they, uh, after what happened last year with the unceremonious send off of Eli and all that stuff, I don't think they want to go through a year of. Well, maybe we should bench Eli. That's and that's what would happen if things started to go wrong. Mm-hmm. I think they actually think that they can be competitive this year, and I don't disagree with that necessarily. So if they want to be competitive this year, they should probably add a pass rusher to their, to their team. So. The Giants will not trade down, in my opinion. They'll take Chubb and move along. Yeah, I don't. This next one is in the similar vein, but I, the odds on it just have it as a non-bet for me. But here it is. Uh, will the top four picks all be quarterbacks? Yes, plus eight hundred. No, minus twenty-five hundred. You're so, begging the. You need the Browns to trade down if that happens. Yeah, and the and the minus twenty-five hundred has no. There's no reason to yeah. pay that much juice. So just move move along from that. Uh, will any of the top five picks be traded on draft day? Yes, plus 225. No, minus 250. I love yes. You love yes. All right, let's do it. Because Greg. you know which pick I think is going to get traded? The Denver Broncos. I think that five gets traded. Okay, so, okay. Top five. I think that John Elway is pretty enamored with the idea of trading down. Top five. I think picks. that unless Baker – this is this is my theory on what – Elway's thought process is, unless Baker Mayfield sitting there at five, which I do not think he will be, 
Unless Baker Mayfield is sitting there at five, I think I'll be real tempted by that because he likes Mayfield's moxie and the, the confidence and the attitude. Unless that's happened. And even if Baker Mayfield is hypothetically there, I think the Broncos are going to be tempted to trade down anyway, be it Buffalo, be it Arizona. Because I think the Broncos believe, and so do I, they can contend this year. So they can add two first-round caliber talents. They need a corner. They need a linebacker. They could use some help in the interior, which and, and certainly on the offensive line as well. So there's some spots where they need help, but they, there's not a lot of spots where they need help. But if you can have, if you can use two first-round picks this year, which you could do if you trade with Buffalo, well, maybe you're going to be in a good spot. I like it, and I, I, I'm really into the idea of the trade alert thing coming coming up on the screen, and you and me just going, "Oh, come on, baby!" <laughs> like I'm, I'm really into that. Yeah. So let's do that. So top five pick traded, yes, plus two twenty-five. Who will be the first wide receiver selected, Craig? Calvin Ridley, minus 190. I see no reason why you wouldn't say it was Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore, plus 220. Cortland Sutton, plus 450. But, yeah, that, that one's not as sexy. So just take Calvin Ridley, but we're not making that an official selection. Uh, when will the first wide receiver be selected, over or under 19.5 picks? Under. Under? Under is minus 140. So we're going to go. So we're going to say first wide receiver. Let's make this a first wide receiver. Someone like someone is going to decide, oh, wait, Ridley has fallen to 18 and trade up with Seattle to get him. If like there's there's no way that doesn't happen or Seattle takes him like Seattle could use him, too. OK, I like and they're it. sitting at 18. I like it. I yep. like it. Minus 140. Um, number of quarterbacks selected in round one over under five and a half, Craig. Who's going to be the sixth one? What a good question. Let me bring up. A- so the four we've talked, we've talked about Jackson. So who's, who's the sixth quarterback? If this happens, who do we need to, who, who do we need to go on the first round? If we want to bet the over. It would have if we can't come up with an answer to that question, yeah. then I think we should just bet the over, bet the under. Because we've got Rosen, Mayfield, Darnold, Allen, Jackson. They're all going in the first round for sure. Yeah. So the question is, does someone else go in the first round? Is and I'm not sure Mason who that Rudolph? is. Is it Mason Rudolph? Would you, would he? I get maybe after? that's the guy who's most likely to do it. But like, if five teams have already taken quarterbacks in round one, if I'm a quarterback needy team, I'm thinking to myself. You know what? I can wait to, to round two for Mason Rudolph. The top of the board is not going to be a bunch of teams taking quarterbacks anyway. I can get to the second half, like the sort of the pick six, seven, eight, nine of round two, and get Mason Rudolph there. So quarterback. So we're going. And if you look at the teams at the back, isn't? yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily love the, the bet because weird yeah. stuff happens. Yeah, because I, I was going to say five, like five and a half is obviously the perfect number because, like, you could, I can totally see. You know, someone trading up to like 22 or 27 or somewhere in the back half of the first end to draft Mason Rudolph, like some silly team like the Bills or something like that, right? And so, yeah, so I would say stay away for for me on on number of quarterbacks selected in round one. Here's one that might be a bit more RSP. Number of running backs selected in round one over under one and a half. Will there be a, another uh, running back not named Saquon Barkley drafted in the first round is what they're asking here. I don't think so. So the under is plus 155. Because 
people like the the NFL teams seem to have learned that if you're not getting a Ezekiel Elliott, a Saquon Barkley, who is a dead nuts on, cannot miss, changes your team immediately when he steps on the field, running back, don't take running backs in the first round. Like, don't waste first round picks on running backs, right? It's just, yeah. Dumb. And like, Saquon Barkley is going to be fantastic. He might be out of the league in five years. Same with Ezekiel Elliott, just because, like, that's, there's so much attrition in the running back position. They just get beat up so badly these days. So. Yes, the the Adrian Petersons and the Curtis Martins and the Frank Gores of the world are rare breeds for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so do you want to make this an official prediction? Under one and a half running backs selected in round one? Who are we, like, Nick are, Chubb, Sonny Michelle, like, yeah. who, are, who are we thinking is the is the guy that gets into that first round? Mm-hmm. Is it Rashad Penny? Like I, I'm I'm not willing to bet money on any of those. Okay, so let's do. You that. know who I like is going to go sort of like in round four or five. That I really liked in college was Carryon Johnson, younger guy. Yes. Um, yeah, good player from Auburn. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. So running backs taken under one and a half in the first round. Plus, where is it? Plus. 155. Like that one. That's a fun one. Number of Alabama players selected in round one. Over three and a half, Craig. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. So let's think about this. Yeah. Who are Ridley's for sure going in the first round? Yes. And hmm, I don't know. This is not, despite the fact that they won the national title this year. This is was not like the traditional Super Alabama team That's where everyone. Uh, I mean, the guys are like like uh, Calvin Ridley obviously is one. Is going in the first round for sure. Yeah. Um, but then you, you get to mm. your you get to your Deron Payne's right. Like is Deron Payne going to go in the first yeah, round? Yeah, Payne. Payne. I, I think Payne goes in the first round. So that's two. You need four. But we need four. the thing is yeah. That's the thing is you need to get four for the over to pay. So DJ Moore is another potential first round pick. But I'm not sold. Yeah. So let's have this one as a stay away because I mean it's just so tough to yeah. because it's not it's not the usual like oh alabama's got five dead minka long. fitzpatrick is for sure going in the first round yep here's what i'll say is minka fitzpatrick is going in the first round mm-hmm. and if you had to tell me to bet my life on an on a player in this draft mm-hmm. becoming a like a multi a, a multi-time pro bowler mm-hmm. my first bet i think would be quentin uh quentin nelson yeah i think drake or patrick would be my second bet yeah it's not bad he may not have the ceiling obviously of some of these guys yeah including Clearly, like, you know, the quarter, like, of course, I get why the quarterbacks are going at the top because you need one of those to win. But if you said to me, hey, Craig, bet your life on on someone in this draft becoming an, uh, a multi-time pro bowler, Minka Fitzpatrick would be the guy I would bet on second after after Quentin Nelson. There's the how many offensive and defensive players will be selected in round one, but th- those are such a crapshoot to me, so I don't, I don't. 
Yeah. I don't understand why. Uh, offensive players is 16.5, defense is 15.5, but I don't like the odds on why even those. And why even? Because yeah. like, I don't want to keep track of that all night. I don't want to keep track of it all night. Forget it. Yeah. Um, so a few more, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, NFL draft position for Saquon Barkley over under 4.5. Under. Like, yeah. What are we talking I, about I, here? <laughs> like, under well, mi- under's minus 230, right? There has but to let's be- just paint the scenario where you don't get paid. Yeah. Quarterback goes one. Mm-hmm. Team trades up to two, goes quarterback. Quarterback yeah. goes three. And then Cleveland sitting there again at four. Maybe Chubb goes in that spot. Like, that's not that's not like a crazy scenario to have play out. No, but there has Barkley to be. For to go. Cause I, what, sorry? There has to be two trades, though, in that scenario, right? Uh, no, no, there doesn't. Just has to be one. So no. the Giants, if the Giants trade down, mm-hmm. that's all. That, if the Giants trade down, that quarterback goes one, two, three. Okay. Then and all of a sudden, Chubb maybe goes four, and there's your. That's your. That's the scenario in which you lose that bet. Okay. So you're thinking maybe if you like what was the one earlier uh, top five pick to be traded on draft day, you say yes, and then you attach it to Barkley over. Yeah. Four and a half. That that yep. could be a decent ticket. Both of those are paying on the on the yep. plus side. Um, yep. I, I still think Barkley under four and a half minus two thirty. What do you think? I'm not. I, I I like that you're getting a little bit of juice on it, but I'm not super consoled on that bet. I don't okay. think the Giants are trading down, but I can see a couple of scenarios in which that doesn't happen, and Barkley's available at five. I can see a couple of scenarios where that might occur. All right, all right. How about this one, Bradley Chubb? draft position same thing over under four and a half see him i'm far more confident in the under okay you to me i'm far more confident that if he's sitting like i think that there's a better chance that he goes at two and i think there's a equal chance he goes at four okay so we're gonna say because yeah we we had chubb as the second pick earlier because so i've been I, yeah. i've obviously been thinking about that like i i really like chubb so i'm thinking to myself oh like i've sort of thought of myself like hey how does he get to denver at five mm-hmm. and i just don't see it so Chubb under four and a half picks. At minus one fifteen, we're gonna take. I like that. Uh, two more here. Draft position for Baker Mayfield over under six and a half, Craig. Under. Under. Okay. Under's minus two eight. Uh, I just based uh, yeah. on again, I know a lot of this might be smokescreen. Yeah. But based on the way I feel, the like I feel the Broncos are really into Baker Mayfield. Oh, and you know what? If that's what happens, fine by me. Yeah. Baker, Baker's the guy. I like the over to me. I think is more tempting because if if one of the quarterbacks does slip, it's him, isn't it? Just with all the like his small couldn't hands be, and all that garbage. Couldn't it be Rosen though that slips with like the you know limited True. ceiling type of uh, hey how into football oh, this guy, which I think is a little bit silly too. But that's just... yeah, silly. Really silly. I, I I don't know. I think that the t- from the tools perspective, Darnold and Allen obviously are going to grade higher. Mm-hmm. But to me, like, and we've talked about this before, how much of being an NFL quarterback is the attitude and moxie that comes with being an NFL quarterback? And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna handle like if you're looking for the the guy with the attitude that you want, the guy with the the, the confidence. Like, Deshaun or, Watson is knocking on your door there, Craig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's a good one. But if you're looking for that guy in this draft, isn't it Baker Mayfield? Yeah. 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 Last one, Lamar Jackson, over under seventeen and a half picks. Under, under, hard on. Yeah, let's do it. Some team is going to just be like, you know, like I just mentioned, Deshaun Watson. Some team is going to go. Let's let's 
hard. It's not yeah. like, like he, even he if it's not is, someone who yeah. has a quarterback need necessarily, but let's just look. So like, so could Lamar Jackson go to Baltimore? Yeah. Yeah. He could at 16. Could he go to Arizona at 15? Yeah, he definitely could. Could he go to Washington at 13? Less likely, but sure. Why not? Buffalo at 12. Yep. Miami at 11. Why not? Like, there's a lot of spots other than... My, Miami should absolutely do that. <laughs> like, yes, I agree. If he's yeah. sitting there 11, Miami should take him. Uh, if, from, if you look, like, it, teams that are settled at quarterback long-term, mm-hmm. there are not a lot of them in the spots that you would think that Jacks might be able to go. So, like, if you look at 6, 7, 8, and 9, all those teams have long-term quarterbacks to varying degrees of competence. Mm-hmm. The Raiders as well, so there's 10. But beyond that, 11, 12, 13, 15, 16, those are all spots for Jackson. That's assuming there are no trade-ups. What if the New England Patriots say, that's a good, that's our next guy, let's go up and get him. What if the Buffalo Bills move up from 22? Take Jackson. You know, there's there are some situations here where that might be the case. And everyone's talked about how Sean Payton and the Saints might be a little bit enamored with 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 Jackson. They're not going to sit around and wait to twenty seven. That'd be fun. That would be fun. I don't think that they can sit around and wait to twenty seven to get him. If they try that, they're not going to get him. No, they're going to have to go up there and get him. All right, I agree. So Lamar Jackson under seventeen and a half draft position plus one twenty five. That might be the bet I like. That might be the bet I like the most that we've talked about today. All right, I like it. I'm really into. I really, I'm really into Chubb at the at the two seventy five for the second pick. That's my favorite. But Lamar Jackson under sure. is fine as well. Um, fourth pick, not Chubb, is a, is a fun, fun, fun one too. I like these. I like these picks that, that we've made here. So yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll track those. Um, some of those are the official crossover podcast recommendations. So that's it for this week for the crossover podcast. We're going to spin another little promo for the live stream for the cure. Uh, as soon as you and I are done talking and next week, we will of course be back on the other side with the infinity war. Cause, uh, Avengers infinity war is coming out this weekend, Craig. So the whole world is going to go and see that. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back to talk about that on Monday ish next week, probably hopefully Monday, but, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, we'll talk to you next time. Craig, thanks for doing this, and uh, good luck in Game 7. Thank you. All right. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. We are the Epic Film Guys, and we'd like just a moment of your time to talk about an extremely important event coming up this May. Last year, we hosted the live stream for The Cure, a 12-hour live stream fundraiser where we raised $2,500 for the Cancer Research Institute. 86 cents out of every dollar raised goes to research toward finding a cure. And this year, we're aiming to smash that goal, and we need your help to do it. Join us from May 18th through the 20th for 30 hours of amazing live stream content from us and a whole host of amazing podcasters who will be joining us to try to reach $5,000. For more information, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference.